thing is, I think it's a, um, a strip show, dance show. We're there, dude. Welcome back, guys, on today's show. What is Waffle House putting on their seat? Also, be on the lookout for baby Danielle. And why is Gwyneth Paltrow in court dressed up like Jeffrey Dahmer? Also, update on the fishing cheating scandal that happened a few weeks back. We were talking about all this and much, much more. It will be discussed here on Deacon Live. How are you? How are things? How are things going? Are you doing okay? I always ask that about you because I want to make sure you're doing okay. As far as this guy right here, guess what? Today is my anniversary. Not uh, not the podcast anniversary, not a work anniversary. I have been married to my wife now for nine years. This is my nine year. I know, I know, nine years. What took so long? <laughs> Aren't you like 50, 75 years old? No. <laughs> I got married late in life, but it took me all this time to, to find the right one. And I did with my wife. And we dated for, now hold on, we probably dated for like eight years. But we come from now... So 17, even 20 years ago. So if you do the eight years we were dating and the nine years we've been married, even, you know, 17, 20 years ago, a lot of people weren't getting married. They were more focused on what they were doing and, and finding out who they are and, and doing all that stuff. People who get married younger and know who they are. Great. Some of us just take a little bit longer to figure out what we want to do and, and who we are. And you're like, well, well, Deacon, how did you, how did you meet your wife? Uh, I worked many years in radio and also in like club. DJing. I know. You're that guy? Yes, I was that guy in the nightclubs. Uh, and then when you get a certain age, your dating pool gets murkier and murkier because you're just running in the same packs of the same people that are fighting or doing drugs and all that stuff. And that's just not my thing. I was brought up a little bit better than that. But I liked doing what I was doing. I liked entertaining. I liked playing music and talking to people and doing all that stuff. All the drugs and stuff. That's for you guys, you losers out there. But that's the pool I had to pick from for dating. And so I said, you know what? There's got to be something better for me out there. The internet, of course, came around. And then the dating website stuff started coming out and it was getting pretty good. And at the time there was uh, eHarmony before they turned, you know, 100% gay. And then there was like match.com said, let me try these online dating things. You know, there's got, it's got to happen, right? They spent all this money on it. They, uh, it's got to work. So I filled out the eHarmony one, you know, type in all your information, and, and and you try to be as honest as you possibly can. I mean, 20 years ago, you're trying to be, you were just coming out of, you know, World Trade Center and war and battle and all that stuff. The internet is, is a, a an, an infant at the time before uh, any of this stuff. Facebook wasn't even around. So you're sitting there and you're trying to fill this thing out as, as truthfully as possible on eHarmony, and I'm filling everything out. And then it said, once you get it all done, it took like an hour and a half to fill this freaking form out. It says, now find your matches. And I put, well, they give you a range, 20, 50, 100, whatever. So I put the closest one. I just, I don't want anyone. I don't want to be driving anyone. So I hit the thing, no matches. All right, let's broaden it out a little bit more. Hit the thing, no matches. Hit the thing, broaden my search. I got to the point where I was like, okay, whole United States, find your matches. None. I'm like, oh, well, fuck you, eHarmony. And your old doctor-looking guy who uh, was the spokesman, I went over to Match.com. A little bit simpler process. I filled out a couple things. Basically, eHarmony was like, what do you want your partner to think like? Match.com was, what do you want your partner to look like? (laughs) 
<laughs> oh, I can do that, you know. Uh, big tits, round ass, not short, <laughs> ten fingers, ten toes, two eyes, can hear, uh, can speak English somewhat, uh, and uh, let's see, what else? I don't know, it's a couple other things. Let's put all that in, and it's free to sign up, and then you get all these matches, and then you can't talk to them unless you pay for it. Uh, so you pay for the subscription. If I went on a couple, you know, just dinner dates, that type of stuff, with other people, and I was like, eh, no, no, no. So my wife pops up. Actually, I think she tapped me. Could be wrong. I think she tapped me as far as being interested. So I said, you know what? She's a cute girl. Uh, I'll go out on a dinner date with her. So we went on a, a date. And uh, met her, very nice, extremely attractive. Uh, but when you sit down and you start talking, and you can see I'm, I'm high energy. I'm high energy. I, I, I talk a lot. My wife even says now that she knows me, she's like, you just love to hear yourself talk. I go, babe, I'm talking no matter what. I'm always talking. I'm talking, talking, talking. So we sat down at, at dinner, a friend of mine's restaurant. She had tuna, and I had, I don't know, probably steak or something like that. And I was kind of upset because... You know, you, you ask the other person, hey, that looks good. Oh, yeah, your meal looks good, too. I was waiting for her to go, would you like to try some? You know, just as a friendly, you know, hey, we're, we're friends or, you know, we're just getting to know each other. Would you like to try some? And she had the ahi tuna. Never asked me. I had a steak, and I, I'm pretty sure just because that's the way I am, would you like to try a piece of my steak? I think I might have said that. Anyways, the date went on. Where are you from? What do you do? Brothers, sisters, uh, all the the basic stuff. You know, get all that out of the way in the first 15, 20 minutes. The dinner was fine. Food was great. Conversation was like, eh, all right. And then I was like, all right, well, uh, nice meeting you. Stay in touch. That type deal. Gave her a hug. Walked to her car. I walked to my vehicle. Got on the phone with my best friend. He's like, how'd the date go? And then a few weeks later, I get a phone call out of the blue. And it is Amy, my wife, not my wife, but, you know, back then, the girl I went to this uh, dinner with. And she said, hey, what are you doing this weekend? I said, well, I go to Halloween Horror Nights because I was born and raised in Orlando, Florida. So they had Halloween Horror Nights out at Universal Studios. And I love going there and I get so scared. I'm such a little girl. I'm like, I'm so scared, but it's so much fun. And I said, I, I usually drink my face off and uh, take a taxi there and take a taxi back. This is all before Uber and everything. I said, uh, would you like to go? I'm getting ready to buy my tickets. She's like, I've never been. I said, what? Well, guess what? We're going. Had a great time. We I bought because phones didn't have cameras cameras on them. I bought a couple disposable cameras for us to take pictures, like handed pictures of each other and stuff. I thought that'd be fun. Uh, so I bought a couple of those. Uh, I still have those pictures to this day. Uh, she actually w- lost one camera. She won't admit it, but she, she lost her camera. Uh, so we went out with four, came back with three. And we've been together ever since. I know. Oh, I know. Uh, we moved in or I moved in because I had a house and she had a house. Uh, her house was a little bit larger than mine, but it was more outside of the Orlando area. I was more in the downtown Orlando area, but she had dogs and animals and, and things like that. And I really wasn't really tied to my house. So uh, we moved in together and, and then started this this journey, this relationship that has now lasted a total of 17 years, uh, nine of them being married together. So today is my anniversary with my wife, who I thought didn't like me or cared for me at all. And then come to find out, we got to talking about it later on. She uh, she said she was so nervous because I was so good looking. She's like, you were so handsome and so good looking and, and you were taller than your pictures and you just had this bubbly personality and I just could not, I'm not that way. I'm shy. I'm like, oh yeah, well, I mean, that's what happens. And yes, I was the first one to say I love you, but it was mutual uh, we were out on the boat. I bought a boat actually to impress her. <laughs> Listen to me. I did buy a boat to impress her. Oh no, you know nothing, nothing big. Just a you know twenty-eight foot regal 
you know, with an inboard outboard, a nice boat. It's it's a big, huge family boat. And uh, so we were out and it was sunset and I just looked at her and I said, you know, I've had a really, really great day with you today. And we had our friends and they were all, you know, putting their boats on the trailers and it was wrapping up the day and the sun was setting beautifully in the background. And I looked at her and I just kind of went, you know, yeah, yeah. And she goes, yeah, me too. Me too. I said, yeah. All right. Yeah. I think, I think you're it. You're it. You're the one. And then eight years later, you know, we got married and you're like, well, what took so long? She was on a career path. I was on a career path of doing our stuff. And at the time, you know, she was ready, but we just didn't match level wise as far as where we wanted to be personally. And then when we got to that point, let's make it real, make it official. So there you go. Nine years, nine years today. So thank you for all the the wishes and stuff. All right, guys, we got a big show to get into, lots to talk about. Stick around. You're listening to Deacon Live right here on Profit Radio. I'll be right back. Forever could never be long enough for me To feel like I've had long enough with you Forget the world, now we won't let them see But there's one thing left to do That the weight has lifted And love has surely shifted my way Marry me Today and every day Marry me If I ever get the nerve to say hello Cafe, say you will. Mm-hmm. Say you will. Mm-hmm. Together could never be close enough for me to feel like I am close enough to you. So you went wide and I wear out the words I. Deacon Live. Oh, 
Oh, let me switch screens here so you can see me. Welcome back to Deacon Live. Make Come sure you follow us on all the social you networks. Wait. And don't forget, as you can just hear, uh, we do also a podcast video. You can see all the little actions and stuff, all the visuals that happen here in the studio. Any articles that I talk about here on the air, you can also see the videos in real time as we're talking about them here during the podcast. So go over to Profit Radio and you can find all the social links that links us to you and you to us as well. You can see our Twitter account. Does anyone do those anymore? A bunch of porn people do all that. Our Instagram and TikTok. I've been posting a lot of videos up there on TikTok. Most of the TikTok videos I post are just the little funny things that happen around here on the property. And also make sure you like and subscribe over as YouTube as well. Uh, and you can see this in real time. Hi, there's me waving at the camera just to say thank you. Now, I told you that I bought a, a boat to actually impress my wife or my the girl I was dating at the time, which turned into my wife. And uh, I think she was happy with it because uh, we spent a lot of time on that boat. We had a lot of great sunsets together. We had a lot of partying together. And uh, we were up and down the St. John's River. If you're familiar with Florida, St. John's River goes all the way from Jacksonville down through Christ. I don't know how far it goes. Uh, it, it goes pretty far. It goes through almost the whole entire eastern Eastern side of Florida, but uh, we've we've ridden that thing up and down. We know every turn, every corner, every buoy that's on the path out there. Uh, many many summers, my wife and I on that boat. Now this gentleman here tried to do almost the same thing. He bought a car from Carvana. Remember those guys? They were having all these problems with car titles not being registered in in certain states, and they were having all these issues about trying to make the cars legal and wherever you're buying them from because technically it's supposed to be like this big uh, slot machine or um, vending machine of cars you know you buy the car online they stick it in this big huge i mean it is a big vending machine of cars you go over there and you punch in your code the car drops down you you get the keys and you drive off but they were having a whole lot of issues with it with titles and claim of ownership well Here's another issue that they're having right now. Jason Scott, an Army veteran of Moore County in here in North Carolina, which is where we're living now, spent more than $68,000 for what he thought was a 2021 Maserati SUV from Carvana on November 2022, only to find out last month that their vehicle was not really what they thought it was. Over there in Raleigh-Durham, Carvana provided a statement to Fox on this matter, when Carvana acquired this vehicle, someone had taken the sophisticated criminal steps to steal and alter the vehicle. He found out that the actual car was stolen. The VIN number on the dash doesn't match the VIN number inside the car. Now, the high-quality cars, they will have a VIN number on, like, the chassis and a VIN number on the dash. You know, all the, all the different parts on the vehicle. So, it prevents chop shops from... Basically doing that, chopping the car up and, and selling parts or putting you know a Frankenstein car together and, and selling it as a different car. So this gentleman, Jason Scott, bought this $86,000 Maserati SUV from Carvana and found out that the car was actually stolen. According to the portic, the couple took their car in for service at the Maserati dealership in February and learned at the facility that the VIN number on the car, the window, and the door did not match. Facility concluded that the vehicle was stolen back in 2017. So how can you steal a 2021 Maserati SUV in 2017? Time traveler? No. They piece the car together and pass it off as something else. But when the mechanics inspected the vehicle, that's when they found out that the vehicle was stolen. When they checked the VIN number on the chassis, you saw that it was a stolen vehicle. The VIN number on the car, window, door were all different and did not match. Police seized and impounded the vehicle. 
Scott says he was questioned by the police who uh, let him go after he provided proof of purchase from Carvana. He turned his attention to the used car dealer who sold him the car in the first place, seeking reparations. Right now, Scott's issue has not been resolved, and Carvana refused to report any of this or uh, comment on this episode. So there you go. I mean, be careful. Carvana, man, they're not doing well. It's... You know, one man's junkyard turning these. I'm, I'm, I can see that they're doing some shady stuff, you know, buying these things from like auction houses and not doing their due diligence as far as, you know, making sure that these cars are what they say they are. Well, they're getting in a whole lot of trouble. They're just trying to turn and burn as fast as they can. And that's what's happening right now. Now, a few weeks back, actually, probably uh, it might have been a year ago because it's, you know, tournament fishing season time that we talked about these three guys uh, that were fishing out there in, in Ohio, they were trying to weigh the fish, and the fish like weighed a lot heavier than they thought they should. They were catching walleye out there, and they cut them open and found lead weights and stuff. And here's just a small reminder of what actually happened out there. Walleyes. Teammates were caught cheating at a fishing championship in Cleveland, Ohio. The anglers illegally stuffed their catch with weights to win the top spots. An official discovered the weights when they cut open one of the fish. As you can imagine, the duo was disqualified. So there is now oh, <laughs> there is now an update. They've gone to trial now. So the two men accusing of stuffing the fish with lead weights and fish fillets in an attempt to win thousands and thousands of dollars at an Ohio fishing tournament pled guilty on Monday's charges, including cheating. As part of the plea deal, Run- Runyon and Kaminsky pled guilty on cheating and unlawful ownership of wild animals and agreed to a three-year suspension of their fishing licenses. All right. Well, if that's your main income, I can understand that. Kaminsky also agreed to give up his bass boat, which was worth $100,000. Why? Prosecutors agreed to drop the attempted grand theft and possession of criminal tool charges for this agreement. Both men are scheduled to be sentenced on May 11th. Prosecutors plan to recommend a sentence of six months probation. And then later have this expunged from their records if they successfully complete their probation. The plea of Comenci's first step towards moving on with his life and taking full responsibility. They would have received over $28,000 in prize and winnings for that fishing tournament if they were not caught. So there you go. They're going on probation. He's going to lose his $100,000 boat or maybe just turn it in and get it back when it's done. So I guess keep him off the waterways. I don't understand how that would happen. He just goes on his friend's boat who didn't get caught. So there's an update on that. All right, guys, stick around. When we come back, there's a man out there who calls himself Baby Danielle, and he's leaving money in daycares. It gets even weirder, though. So stick around. You'll listen to Deacon Live right here on Proper Radio. I'll be right back. Message. You're listening to Deacon Live. Deacon Live. Deacon Live. And someone will return your call as soon as possible. Thank you. Thank you. Profit Radio. Profit Radio. You were the first kid on the block to have goddamn internet access. Um, I remember your um, your Commodore. Um, it was like a 128 or something. Yeah. Was trying to fit in in um, to a world that does not accommodate them. That's good. <laughs> what? Hold on. No. Yeah. yeah. Texas Live. Awesome. The interweb. Call 407. Very good. 448-8800. You were, it was an anomaly. You're listening to Deacon Live. Deacon Live. Deacon Live. Deacon Live. 
Welcome back to Deacon Live. Would you like something for free? Well, guess what? I would love to give you something for free, but you got to do me a favor. You got to go over to profitradio.com. That's P R O P H E T radio. Click on the free swag section and you can see a whole bunch of different stuff that we have for free to give away to you. Uh, just fill out that little form there and we will send it right out to you lickety split. And believe me, it's not an email catch or anything like that. It's just our way of saying thank you for listening to us and we love that you're part of the show. And this is just a way to, like I said, say, Thank you. And while you're over there as well, you'd like to be part of the show. Well, guess what? You can do that too. While you're over at Profit Radio, there's a blue tab that's on that page, on the, on the landing page of Profit Radio. It opens up a microphone on your desktop, on your smartphone, on your device, whatever you're listening to us on. Uh, speak right into that. You can be anonymous. Leave a message. comes right into our inbox, and we play it on the very next podcast as well. We've been doing the show for almost nine years as well. If you've listened back to any of the older shows, if you have any questions, what happened to this person? Where'd that guy go? Because we We've had a, a, a rotation of various different co-hosts here on the show. And for one reason or another, you know, they, they've either gone or moved on to do something else. You know, I'm just kind of like a stepping stone for a lot of people's careers, I guess. I don't know. But uh, if you'd like to ask us any questions uh, at all or just like to say, hey, love the show, hate the show, uh, thanks for the free swag, you can do that over there at Profit Radio as well. Now, elementary school, uh, I got my taste of the drama bug. In first grade, first grade, we had a play. It was the Three Little Pigs. It was like a, a pageant play where they did like f- three different plays all in one big event. So they had like little red, a uh, short play of Little Red Riding Hood. They had a short play of what's the porridge for the Three Bears? Uh, Cindy Lauper and the Three Bears? No. What's the name of the Goldilocks? Sorry. <laughs> Goldilocks and the Three Bears. Uh, and then another one like Jack and Jill or something like that. But I was part of the um the three little pigs because i had the record that they pulled the play from at home my mom bought me the i don't know i think it was golden books or golden bound you know the those books they also produce records and i had the whole entire album and i listened to it from the age of you know three or four up until first grade i listened to it i knew all the words i knew all the songs i knew all the the dialogue so i was the role of wellington the wolf that was his name believe it or not and so i that i was on stage people were taking pictures and that was it it was all that's all i wanted to do is is entertain people but this elementary school in madison wisconsin administrators at a wisconsin elementary school stopped the first grade's performance of the miley cyrus and dolly parton's duet promoting the lgbtq acceptance song could be perceived as controversial students at the Hare elementary school in Waukesha, W-A-U-K-E-S-H-A. Waukesha had prepared for the rendition of Rainbow Land for their spring concert, but the school officials struck down the song from its lineup last week. Parents in the district said that this decision was made because the song encourages LGBTQ acceptance, referencing rainbows. Now, the song... All right, so here we go. Superintendent Jane Subert... has not confirmed that he had removed Rainbow Land from the first grade concert because it might not be appropriate for the age and maturity level of the students. He also cited at a school board a school board policy against raising controversial issues in the classrooms. All right. He also said previously prohibited rainbows and pride flags from being displayed at the Wakesha classrooms and suspended the school's district equal or equity and diversity workshops in 2021. 
Let's all dig down deep inside, brush the judgment and fear aside. The song from Miley Cyrus in 2017 from her album Younger Now goes, uh, living in a rainbow land where you and I can go hand in hand, and I'd be lying if I said I was fine. All the hurt and hate has been gone. We'll be going here. First grade teacher Melissa Temple said that she chose the song because the message seemed universal and sweet. The class concert theme was The World and included other songs like Here Comes the Sun by the Beatles and What a Wonderful World by Louis Armstrong. My students were just devastated, and they really liked the song, had already begun singing it and practicing it, Temple says. Administrators also initially banned the song Rainbow Connection from the Muppets, but then later reversed that decision. So, you know, anything that has to deal with rainbows and stuff, they were just, no, we don't want it. Knock it down. We don't like it. Parents have been angered by the song's removal, Temple said, but she was more concerned about the ban of other district policies against expressing LGBTQ support meant for the students. Quote, these are confusing messages about rainbows and ultimately creating a culture that seems unsafe towards queer people, she says. Spokesperson for Dolly Parton and Miley Cyrus did not immediately respond to emails on Monday asking the artists what they thought about this ban. Wisconsin schools uh, have become increasingly partisan in the recent years. Republicans saw big gains in the state and in the race in 2022. Uh, so this is a this is a political thing, and rules about transgender kids and COVID-19 restrictions uh, have ensued. So there you go. Wisconsin, I don't know. Now I'm confused. I don't know what to <laughs> do. I want the rainbows? Do I not want the rainbows? Do I want kids to, are they too young to think about that? I mean, kids are too small to, their brains, They you ask a kid, an elementary school kid, what he wants to be when he grows up he goes i want to be a puppy that's what i want to be they don't know anything they're young their brains are smush they are like mashed potatoes up there they absorb everything by all means they do but they have no concept of inner thought of, of what outside of me because i'm a little bit more mature i knew exactly what i wanted to be as soon as i hit that stage so someone that's hitting the streets right now that we need to be on the lookout for is a man calling himself baby danielle he breaks into daycares and leaves the staff a bizarre notes about the diapers. A 65-year-old New York man allegedly repeatedly broke into daycare centers, stole diapers, and left money and bizarre notes for the staff and asked them to quote-unquote play along as if he was acting like a baby girl. The Monroe County Sheriff's Office arrested resident Daniel R. Sealer, 65, on February 18th after he allegedly broke in, broke into the Inspire Learning Child Care Center in the town of Clarkson, about 20 miles outside of Rochester. The center's director told the authority that on January 30, they found $120 in a note that asked if the daycare had any adult-sized diapers and if the employees could, quote-unquote, play along with him. The director said that the staff found this similar note accompanied by $200 a week later. The daycare installed surveillance cameras after the first incident and alerted the police on February on the morning of February 11th Saturday the surveillance system there was activity in the daycare upon arrival at the facilities the director said she found someone rummaging through the diaper bin and left another note and more money the note reportedly in, included sizes for pants shoes bras dresses and indicated that the man would want to play as a baby girl and referred to himself as baby Danielle. The following staff or the following Saturday, staff 
were again alerted by the security cameras when the video showed a man trying to put on multiple diapers to make one big giant adult diaper, and the director says the man ran into the bathroom during the incident, pulled down his pants, put on the diaper, and then put his pants back on and ran out of the child care center. The director called the police and reported what he saw or what she saw on the video, and the incident also included Sealer, the guy dressed as baby Danielle, allegedly drinking a half a bottle of formula, using a bib, and stealing a total of three diapers. Sealer was arrested and charged with burglary, petty larceny. He was released after an appearance ticket. Police said Sealer confessed to a string of incidents and argued that he was working through an addiction. The daycare center owners said the staff did not know Sealer and that they have since boosted security measures at the facility. So there you go. Baby Danielle, or the gentleman's name is actually Danielle Sealer. 65 years old, working through some kind of a baby diaper syndrome system, some kind of addiction. He wants to be a baby, something like that. Uh, I don't know, man. There's some weird, there's some weird fetishes out there. But to take it that far, come on, man. There's there's places for you to go instead of breaking in daycares and scaring the shit out of the kids. Not that he, the kids are there, but you know, you do it at night, and then you just kind of feel violated. And there's 200 bucks. Well, guess what? That's pizza party for everyone. I'm not buying not buying baby diapers for anyone. Uh, 200 dollars, and the kitty goes to pizza party for all the kids. All right, guys. When we come back. Cocaine Bear is one of the breakout movies that no one thought it would do anything, and, and it's doing very well. Well, guess what? The actual Cocaine Bear married two people. I know, sounds impossible, but it actually happened. Stick around. You'll listen to Deacon Live right here on Proper Radio. I'll be right back. The bear went over the mountain to see what he could see. The other side of the mountain was all that he could see. So he went back over the mountain to see what he could see. The other side of the mountain was all that he could see. Hey, what's your name? All I know is this violates every canon of respectable broadcast. You're listening to Deacon Live. Deacon Live. Deacon Live. Do you know what sucks about internet radio? Absolutely fucking nothing. Nothing. All right, well, my mom passed away eight years ago. Right, I remember that. And a year or two prior to that, she said, I saw Travis at Home Depot. He yes. has yeah. several things stapled into his face. I had what? Several things stapled into your face. Yes, I had uh, piercings. At the time, I was working for another radio station, and uh, our sponsor was a tattoo piercing parlor, so I had to... All right, please make sure we're on the air with this. 407-448-448-8800. Welcome back to Deacon Live. You want to be part of the show? Of course you do. We'd love for you to be part of the show. And the way you can do that is go over to Profit Radio, P-R-O-P-H-E-T Radio.com. They're a proud sponsor of the Deacon Live show. And they have the greatest selection of music over there. All your TikTok viral songs are over there. Uh, some classic rock, some new rock, uh, you name it. They got it playing over there and all commercial free. So if you want to check them out over there live streaming that's profitradio.com and while you're there if you'd like to leave us a message comes right to our inbox click on the blue tab says be heard and you can also get yourself some free stickers some magnets a whole bunch of free stuff that we have over there just by going to profitradio.com now i have a question for you maybe you guys can chime in i know sports and i mean i say i know sports i mean i understand the basics of sports i'm a guy i didn't follow sports a whole lot I understand how baseball works. I understand how basketball works. I understand the main, the top three. You know, baseball, basketball, football. Anything with a ball on the end of it, I know. When you start throwing tennis, soccer, hockey, if it doesn't have a ball on the end, I have no idea what's going on with that game. Pickleball, I know how to do that. That's easy. But 
for whatever reason, I never knew that this rule was not allowed. Now, NFL has changed its rule and allows players to wear the number zero on the back of their uniforms. I never knew why that would be. I know in basketball, normally the, the number six, at least for the Orlando Magic, was reserved for the audience. They said, you know, the sixth man is our fans. So if you look up in the rafters at the Orlando Magic Games, you'll see a big jersey. It says the number six, and it says man on the back of it because they feel that their fans are the sixth man of a basketball team. Now, the Jacksonville Jaguars star Kevin Ridley wore the number 18 when he was in uh, Atlanta Falcon, just confirmed that he will now be taking the number zero when he starts playing again. The next season, I guess. The league just approved the rule that will let players choose the number zero going forward. Team owners voted on the rule change at the NFL's annual league meeting in Phoenix on Tuesday, saying that everyone except the offensive and defensive linemen can now choose the digit from here on out. NFL had previously barred the number, only allowing players to go as low as the number one, and revisited the matter after the Philadelphia Eagles brought it to the table this past offseason because they are losers. <laughs> they lost the Super Bowl. I want the number zero. It's great news for several college football stars who are expected to be drafted the first round, but Georgia tight end Daryl Washington and Oregon's cornerback Christian Gonzalez rocked the jersey number in their respectable college areas. No word yet on any current NFL stars who would consider switching over, but it seems only a matter of time at this point. So they say that now Calvin Wrigley, or Ridley, sorry, is now going to wear the number zero. Why wouldn't you have, here's my question for you guys out there, why wouldn't you allow the players to have the number zero on there? And then only certain players are allowed to have the number zero. Now, from my understanding, now hear me out. I thought the numbers in football, now I don't know a whole lot about football. I know how to basically score and stuff. I thought the numbers represented what position you played. For example, if you're the quarterback, your number has to be between one and eight. And then if you're a tight end, your number can only be from 10 to 15. And if you're a defensive tackle, your number can only be, you know, 30 to 40. Because if you look at it, it makes sense on the field. When you look at the whole front line, everyone's got like a 40 or a 30 number or a 50. I don't know how high they freaking go. But, I mean, still, you had Ocho Cinco, who was 85. That's the thing. If you've got, you know, a running back, a long running back or tight end or whatever the positions are, told you, a little bit, you know exactly what position that person is, Right. So I don't understand why the number zero was not put in there. So anyways, NFL allows everyone but the offensive or defensive line to wear the number zero. Is it a number? I guess it's a number, right? Now, a movie right now that is getting more than a zero as far as watchers is the movie Cocaine Bear. Now, Cocaine Bear is based on a true story, and it was actually directed by oh Elizabeth Banks. And I had no idea that she was a director. Right now, it's made over $57 million worldwide. And it is a true story, by the way. And in Kentucky, I believe, the this guy actually has the bear stuffed, and it's sitting in his pawn shop or whatever he's got going on. And now he's probably making a killing on just people coming to see the cocaine bear. Two lovers have officially come one with the help of the famous drug-sniffing bear, and they got a wedding day photo so you can witness this special occasion. Kentucky natives Alexander. Sandra and Armando said, I do this past money at the Kentucky Fun Mall in Lexington. So there you go. There's where the bear's at. These pics are from inside the venue. Now, let's switch cameras here so you can see it. Uh, you can see this is, I'm assuming this is Alexandra. <laughs> and I'm assuming this is Armando. 
And I'm assuming this right here is the cocaine bear. Don't quote me on that. I could have everything backwards, but there they are. So these pictures from inside the venue showing the cocaine bear making a quiet impression on the ceremony's kickoff. So CB, cocaine bear, is even dressed up for the monumental occasion, swapping out his raccoon skin headwear for a top hat. So I guess normally wears a cocaine, or cocaine. <laughs> He's got some kind of raccoon skin hat on. The owner of the museum of the stuff where the stuffed bear resides for all unorthodox ceremonies, telling Roadside America, as long as you feel that the person marrying you, like cocaine bear, has the authority, then that marriage can be binding here in Kentucky. Now you know what the problem is in Kentucky. <laughs> if you think the person that is marrying you is an authority, you're good to go. So anyways, the cocaine bear he doesn't talk or anything. He's just stuffed. So if you believe that he's, you know, an officiant of the thing, someone's going to, someone's got to do something. Is there a guy like behind the, like the Wizard of Oz behind the, the curtains going, oh, do you take, or is he's cocaine up? Uh, uh, hey, do you take, uh, the Armando, do you take her, uh, um, Amanda or, or uh, Alexandra? To be your awfully wedded, whoa! Has <laughs> he got to do? Has he got to do the part? Has he got to perform the part? It's unclear if those attendants got a nose powder as gift. <laughs> Congratulations to Alexandra and Armando got married by the cocaine bear. So there, there you have that one. Now Gwyneth Paltrow, uh, you know her. She's been in a couple movies, but for whatever reason, I'm not paying attention to this story. It's not sexy. It's not a sexy story at all. But for whatever reason, it's a slow news cycle as far as, you know, we had the whole Alec Murtoff killings and everything like that. So that ate up a lot of the um, the true story or the true crimes feed on whatever podcast or whatever uh, network you're listening to as far as, like, criminal stuff. Well, right now, I guess Gwyneth Paltrow is being sued for hitting a guy on a ski slope. So... If you're not familiar with what's going on, I'm gonna switch the camera for, and we can all see this together, and we when can you all buy music gear from Jesus. Sleep. We can all see this together and get caught up on what what actually has happened with Gwyneth Paltrow, because I keep seeing news feeds and and all these updates and stuff, and it just doesn't make any sense. So here we go. Well, our newest celebrity trial has just begun. This concerns entrepreneur and Academy Award-winning actress Gwyneth Paltrow. She's found herself in a civil trial where she is being sued by a retired doctor named Terry Sanderson. For an incident between the two on a ski slope at Deer Valley Resort in Utah back in 2016. Now, he claims that back in 2016, he was skiing at Deer Valley Resort, as was Gwyneth Paltrow. And he says that Paltrow was skiing down Bandana Run, kind of like a beginner level slope. He was downhill. That's very important because as Sanderson correctly points out in his complaint, downhill skiers have the right of way. Skiers that are uphill, they have to look out for the downhill skiers. They have a greater responsibility. Now, again, that's important because Sanderson claims that Paltrow was distracted. She wasn't looking in front of her, and that is when she allegedly rammed into him and caused serious injuries. So here's Sanderson's attorney, Lawrence Bueller, in the opening statement of the trial, explaining what Sanderson claims happened on the ski. Before they ski, one of Ms. Paltrow's children says... Mommy, mommy, watch us ski. Okay. The children and their two instructors ski to the left. She's shaking her head no in this. And the, the, the two instructors are Eric Christensen and Carrie Oaks. Miss Paltrow skis down to the right. She turns her head up to look at her children. As she turns her head back down, she screams. Then skis back into the back of Terry Sanders. Smacking his hands together. She rides his back down, 
They hit the ground hard, and Miss Paltrow bounces off of Terry. The weight of both of them, their bodies, caused uh, Mr. Sanderson's rib cage and his arm to smash into the ground, breaking four of his ribs. Jesus! Completely. Now, hold on. Have you seen Gwyneth Paltrow? She's probably 98 pounds, if not 101 pounds. And even if she's got full fatigues on as far as ski, ski gear, there's no way that... You know how much pressure it has to take to break a man's ribs? <laughs> I'm not going to tell you from experience. Uh, those cases are closed. But still, it takes a lot of effort to break down or break someone's ribs that way. Sanderson's helmeted head hits the ground, causing a concussion as his brain strikes the inside of his skull. We know what a concussion is. Sanderson is face down in the snow, unconscious. Page two. Skiing 35 feet above them, Craig Ramon is the the only eyewitness uh, of the crash. Ramon skis down and stops just next to them. He asks... If they are okay, if they are okay, they say nothing. Yeah, be, yeah, because that would admit He's guilt. The only witness of this crash, Miss Paltrow, is slow to get up. Her son's uh, instructor, Eric Christensen, skis over from the left and stops above Sanderson and screams at Sanderson, who is not moving. What did you do? What did you do? Surprised by the crash and Christensen yelling at Sanderson, Ramon thinks. Why is this Deer Valley guy screaming at Sanderson? He didn't cause this collision. So there you go. That's what's going on. If you see the, the videos and all the other things that are going on there with uh, Gwyneth Paltrow, that's 2016. You think they figured this out by now? So the guy's suing for, I don't know, millions and millions of dollars, and Gwyneth Paltrow is only suing for like $1. Just a clear name. Hey, look, this is not what happened. This is, you know, I don't want this to affect me in any way. Oops, let's go there. Uh, affect me in any way. So I just want to go you know, a dollar, and we can call it quits. She pulled the whole Taylor Swift thing. All right, guys, when we come back, one more little segment, and then we'll let you get back to doing what you got to do. You're listening to Deacon Live right here on Profit Radio. I'll be right back. Feeling happy in my vein. Icicles live in my brain. Where's my swag? Where's my swag? You're listening to Deacon Live. Deacon Live. And now it's time for Lessons Learned with Jason. Jesus Christ, Jay. Howell. We interrupt this program to bring you a news bulletin. I'm a grown out man. Jason Howell. Jason Howell. Jason Howell. How about a used car? Used car. Used car like from uh, like uh, Jethro's used car lot? What are you buying from? We're, uh, we're going to go CarMax legit because my credit is the shit. I'm going to put it that way. So you bought a car from oh, yeah. CarMax? Any car you want a lot, Mr. Howell, it's yours. Because I ran my credit first. Right. Anything you want a lot. Anything. Anything. Right. Just take your pick. And what, you, and what and hold on, what did Mr. Howell pick out? <laughs> well, let me walk to the back of the car to refresh my memory. <laughs> Call 407 448 8800. Amy's breaking into the beer.
listening to Deacon Live. Deacon Live. Deacon Live. Welcome back to Deacon Live. You want to be podcast famous? Well, you can join us right here on the air anytime. Just go over to ProfitRadio.com. That's P-R-O-P-H-E-T Radio. And on that front page is a blue bar that says Be Heard. Click on that. Opens up a microphone on whatever device you're listening to us at. Uh, speak right into it. You can be anonymous if you want. Believe me, I'm not going to do anything with the email address. I've got too much other shit going on here. Uh, just click on that. Speak right into it. And you can ask us any questions or you can say anything you'd like. Just we'd like to hear from you as well. And while you're over at Proper Radio, get yourself something for free. Proud sponsors of Deacon Lime. So make sure you show them some love and they will show you the same love back by giving you free stuff as well. Now, like I said at the beginning of the show, uh, this is my today. The day I'm doing this podcast is my wife and I's nine year wedding anniversary. And you're like going, well, Deacon, why aren't you going somewhere? Why aren't you doing anything? You know, you should be nine years anniversary time. You should be going out to dinner. You should be going on a trip. Yes, we do that all the time, or we used to do that all the time. Unfortunately, the way the the heavens and everything lined up at the end of this month, we've got a whole lot of stuff going on here. I don't know if you guys know this or not. If you've been listening to the podcast for any length of time, you know that we have horses here. We have, you know, 20 some odd acres here. We have chickens. We have a whole bunch of things going on. And when we leave the property, it's hard to find someone to take care of the property. Now, for a while there, her dad, my father-in-law, was able to go out and like feed the horses and do the chickens and do all that stuff. And unfortunately, he, he passed away too soon. So we, we rely on like the neighbor's kids. And can you really rely on the neighbor's kids and for them to come over and do it? And now my dad, my mom passed away. My dad is living here on the property. My dad cannot get around on the property at all. He has problems just moving around on the property. So for him to like feed the horses or uh, let the chickens out, and when I say let them out, we've got two flocks of chickens now. Uh, we've got, you know, 30 over here, 40 over here, and to make sure that they're all fed and watered and all that stuff. I'm afraid that, you know, we're going to come back. And my dad, <laughs> my dad's going to be out in the field laying there dead for <laughs> two weeks while we're gone. But we don't have anyone here that, to take care of the property. That we can trust to take care of the property without getting injured or anything like that. So we really haven't done anything. Now, we also have a horse that's off the property. My wife's getting ready to join this whole federal level of training and riding horses and stuff. So she's she's got her stuff booked. We've got you know horses off the property, horses coming back on the property. It's just not a good time. It wasn't a good time for us to leave in anything. And also, we have, a very, uh, we have an elder dog, and her name's Cookie. She's good. She's healthy. She's doing everything that she can. But, you know, she's 13 years old and she's a little bulldog that we have, but she's 13 years old. And so I'd hate for something to happen. You know, we had this great trip. We go away. Even if we brought the dog, you know, we go away and something happens during that time and it just kind of stains that trip. So we haven't done anything. We haven't planned on doing anything or going anywhere. So when we get caught up, we get the horses settled. We get everything settled as far as what we're going to do and, and, figure out a way to, to take care of the animals while we're gone and confidently take care of the animals. Uh, we will go and do something here in the next probably month or so. And if we go somewhere, we're going to fly. Now, 9-11 happened in 2001, right? So this is 2023. This is 21 years ago that this happened. 21, 22 years. I can't do math. You can do the math for me. 
And we're still limiting ourselves to, what is it, six ounces of water, three ounces of water, something like that. And nothing's been proven, you know, been official as far as why we can't, you know, bring this stuff on. Oh, they can make explosives. They can do all this stuff. But why am I getting half naked in the middle of the airport and then standing there with my hands above my head and have this thing blow air on me to see if I've touched any explosives or anything? Why are we even doing that? Can we still bring just a regular, you know, 16-ounce, 12-ounce bottle of water on there? Well... TSA right now has passed another rule. Get ready for this. All you travelers out there, especially with small kids. I could see this happening with small kids. TSA has now sparked a debate about the the viscosity of peanut butter. They are now calling it a liquid because TSA considers the nut spread a liquid. Plane passengers must limit the amount that they bring on their carry-ons. Now, I have a theory about this as well, so let's read on. Other liquids, passengers are limited to 3.4 ounces or less of peanut butter as a carry-on baggage or in their carry-on baggage. TSA tweeted out the other day the peanut butter rule on March 21st, joking, look, TSA, I don't need you to write one-liners. They tweeted saying, you might not be nuts about this. They also share the definition of liquid, which has no definite shape and takes up the space indicated by its container. All right. So when I go to Nickelodeon Studios and I buy the thing of GAC, for all you people that like Nickelodeon, the GAC that's out there, that's not a liquid. You're going to limit my kid with this GAC stuff, bring it home from from Universal Studios? I, I don't know. Here's my opinion of what's happening out there at TSA. The planes have realized that if every passenger on that plane carries in a 12-ounce bottle of water, how much does a 12-ounce bottle of water weigh, right? Let's do the math. It weighs three-fourths of a pound. Let's just call it a pound. You've got 165 people on there. That's another 165 pounds minimum of water or weight that the plane has to carry. So now you've taken that and you've dropped it down to three ounces. So you've divided it by X amount of you're, I mean, you're almost under like 50 some odd pounds extra weight on the plane. I think it's the airlines that are wanting you to get some of the weight off their plane so they can fly farther and because of gas prices and stuff. They just left it. They just left it. And we don't ask why. We, that's what we do now. We just let it go. We just let it go. <laughs> let it go. Let it go. I only know that from kids around the neighborhood singing that song. Now, Easter's right around the corner, and I think Easter itself has pretty much lost its what it is. People lost, you know, they're confused about the rabbits and, and the eggs and why we look for them, and Jesus crying on the cross and all the other stuff, that religion-based stuff that was forced down your throat to explain or try to explain all these different things. So right now, it's kind of like just a holiday where you're like, going, all right, well, this is beginning of spring. Let's throw a holiday in there where kids can look for something, get outside, get out of the house, look for eggs, eat the eggs, uh, look for chocolate, and maybe, you know, some other little things that, that goes on that's connected to uh, the beginning of summer or beginning of spring, I should say. Well, over in England, they're trying to change another customary thing that we normally do is changing out their chocolate eggs for eggs made of cheese. Morrison's has divided shoppers after launching a range of Easter eggs made entirely out of cheese. The cheese treats are set to hit the market shelves today with two different flavors to offer customers. Cheese enthusiasts, people who like cheese, will be able to dine on the Lancashire or the cheddar flavor, flavor, because it's in England, or try our Stafford Blue. This all comes ahead of Easter that's happening here in two weeks. Eggs come with a price tag of about five pounds or ten dollars here in the United States. Both are handmade in Link Lancashire Shire using top quality British cheese. Now I bet you they taste delicious because they have 
a better standard of processing dairy than we do here in the United States. We process dairy for the masses. In England, they process dairy for taste and quality. Uh, their cheese might not last too long in the in the refrigerator or the icebox, whatever they call it over there, as it would over here in the United States, but it's a better quality of cheese. The, the taste is, is so much better. However, shoppers at the Morrison's location... It's a store, by the way, are left divided about the offering with one person commenting, you'll never convert me from chocolate to cheese. I love cheese, but not that. How are you going to order this? Another one wrote on Twitter saying, anyone else's grandchild want cheese on their Easter egg? It's just a little weird. Supermarkets describe how the Stratford blue egg has a soft and tangy flavor, while the Lancashire and the cheddar cheese version will offer a soft and creamy, irresistible treat. Andrew Thomas, the buying manager of Morrison, said that we're continually looking for ways to make Easter moments fun and exciting to our customers, and we are thrilled to unveil this real unique twist on a true classic. While shoppers should be able to get their hands on the eggs for about five pounds, my Morrison's customers can purchase them for four pounds on April 10th. Morrison's is not the first supermarket to launch the cheese easter eggs over the last few years in 2018 they unveiled a chester egg or cheesier egg which came with mini oats and a satchel of caramelized onion chutney inside of it as well so there you go over in england they're thinking outside or outside the shell inside the shell something like that (laughs) that's what they're doing over there and uh man if you've ever had uh deli or dairy uh cheese over there man it's so better especially over in um like Central Europe, they, the cheese just tastes so much good, so much more better. Now, when it's 3 o'clock in the morning, and you've been out on the boat all day on the St. John's River, cruising up and down, waving to your friends, doing a little tubing and stuff like that, and uh, then you go to dock your boat, put it up on the trailer, and you're ready to call it a night, uh, or you're coming back from a nightclub after a long night of drinking and whatnot, where's the one place that a lot of people go in the United States? That is the Waffle House. Now, we've seen stories about fights breaking out in the Waffle House and people pulling guns, and they're short-staffed. In the beginning of the whole pandemic, there's a video of a girl that was taking the order and then running back behind the counter and actually cooking the food and trying to bring it out, and she was doing the best she could, and everyone was, like, applauding her, and then a couple people got behind the counter and helped her out and was trying to fulfill orders and stuff. So Waffle House has this this whole aura about late-night People are hungry, people are drunk, and somewhat friendly or somewhat chaotic at at some points. So a man revealed this new thing that TikTok at some places are doing to prevent customers from coming in. A man revealed on TikTok on a viral video that Waffle House workers are allegedly preventing customers from dining in by pouring syrup all over the seats. The video was uploaded by TikTok by Mike Rich, and you can find him at RealMikeRich1K where for 45 seconds he shows the Waffle House location in New Orleans, Louisiana, allegedly looked like in this video. Throughout the video, he shows followers how all the tables and booths and seats were drenched in syrup and were being barred off with caution tape. According to Mike, it was supposedly so that customers can't sit down as he urged his followers to report this while claiming he would share the TikTok with corporate office. All right, so let's see this video of what's going on over there. Hold on there, buddy. Here we go. On the seats and on the table so people can't sit down. Look at this shit. That's so disrespectful. Waffle House on Canal Street, New Orleans. This is what they do so people can't sit down on the chairs and things. They put syrup everywhere. 
I'm reporting this to corporate. <laughs> share this shit. Everybody, share this shit. Look at this shit. This is what they do. Yeah. Yeah. Mike Rich. Hey, follow me on Instagram. Real Mike Rich two times. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. So there's a video of him. And it's not like they're soaking the things down. They're just like taking the thing and just kind of putting a couple swirls on the seats. And the seats are, they don't have material on them, like a fabric or anything. They're just those cheap plastic high school seats. They're, you know, you can wipe them down. What's the trade-off on that? At the end of the shift, oh, how was the night? Why did the restaurant only make $100? Because <laughs> everyone was sitting at the little bar on the bar stools. Uh, why didn't the restaurant do better on a Friday night? Well, I don't I don't know. You have to talk to the manager. And then at the end of the night, that's your job. I mean, you got to wipe the seats down anyway. So they were probably figuring, you know, what the hell? You know, we'll just put syrup on there. But that, that's going to hurt your tips. What are you doing? Who decided to do this, I guess, is my point. But if you don't have any staff or anything, I was reading on Facebook the other day. A friend of mine went to uh, Checkers, uh, the drive through at Checkers. And when he pulled up to the, the order thing, the girl was outside smoking. And came up to his car and said, hey, we're on our 15-minute break. There's no one inside to take your order. You have to let me finish because as soon as I take your order, I got to go in the back and cook it myself. Now, this is in over in Winter Garden, Florida, which is a small uh, town outside of Altamont, which is outside of Orlando. And he's like going, all right. So he left. And the next day, he's like, I want checkers again. Let's try it again. And there was nobody there to, to take his order. It was just a mess. He's like going two days in a row. Nobody's there to take my order. But that's where it's at right now. All right, guys, on that note, make sure you follow us on all your social networks. And the way you do that is go to Profit Radio, P-R-O-P-H-E-T Radio. Click on social contacts. Uh, make sure you like, subscribe. Uh, don't forget, for every podcast we do, I have a matching video as well. And you can see all the articles and me here in the studio uh, messing things up and all the visual aid studios over at YouTube. Click on subscribe and like and do all the stuff that all the, the influencers say to do uh, to make us famous and you can be famous as well over profitradio.com click on the be heard section there's a little blue tab that says be heard click on that you can be right here on the air side of us all right guys on that note i'm gonna let you get back to enjoying the rest of your day my name is the deacon saying good night and good night wait 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 come back this is the end the absolute end écoute moi